Welcome back to the More Than Transgender podcast. The real world after high school. It's the fall season of 1984, and I left Ohio to go back to Chicago with my dad. He had already set up an apartment for us, so we would have a decent place to stay. It was actually only a couple blocks from where I grew up during the first two years of grade school. We went shopping for new clothes that I needed so I could dress the part and play the corporate game. Nice sweaters, button-up shirts, a few ties, and wool slacks. The Chicago Hawk was coming, and I had to be ready. We wore the same size shoes, so he passed on a few pair that he no longer wore. Felt kind of weird, but hey, had to be ready for the workforce. I had no problem getting set up with a couple temp agencies. I had the office experience, knew how to type, and knew my way around word processors. I landed a few jobs that lasted three to four weeks at a time, so I was on my way. Once I started exploring other careers, an uncle shared how he had joined the Navy and had a pretty good career doing that. So the seed was planted, and I had contacted a recruiter, totally by the seat of my pants, impulsive, didn't count the cost at all, and wasn't all that great of a swimmer. But I was determined to keep taking action. My dad had a knack of backhand discouragement. When I started studying word processing, he asked, why do I always choose the most difficult careers? Also referencing my entertainment dreams. When I told him I was looking into going to the Navy, he said, oh, wow, Navy, they'll make a man out of you. The process was kind of like physical ed class back in middle school. Young men in underwear lining up for exams. The only thing I could think of was, God, let me pass this physical exam and don't let me get an erection in this room full of half-naked men. Well, I passed the written and hearing exams with exceptional hearing, I might add. But they were concerned with my heart. I had been told a time or two that I had a heart murmur and would probably grow out of it. I didn't think about it till the Navy exam. So they sent me home with a portable recorder to wear that tracked my heart. They said, don't change anything. Go about your days and nights for the weekend, and then the doctor will review the results. So I did just that. The most activities I did that weekend were going roller skating and having sex. I returned the device to the doctor. He sent the Navy the results. And they rejected my enrollment due to not wanting to take a chance on me having heart issues. I wasn't bothered anyway. Kind of figured I would have ended up in trouble being around all those horny men. I'm sure I wasn't the only one that tried to slide into the Navy. This was way before don't ask, don't tell. I do give my dad props, though. He gave me plenty of room to figure life out for myself. Chicago is full of beautiful people, he said. I continued working temp jobs, mostly filing positions and data positions, working with microfilm and microfiche. Met a couple crowds to hang out with. No one too scary, too crazy. Mostly gay men and drag queens that taught me how to survive on the streets if I ever needed to. I'm forever grateful for my dad not pressing the issue when I came home one night with $60 worth of groceries. He asked where I got the money. I said from a friend, 
And he said, no one just gives someone money. I knew right then that he knew I had done something with someone for money. We had our growing pains learning how to be in a relationship with each other. He had some sharp words, but he took damn good care of me and asked for nothing in return. I was having the time of my life learning how to be an adult in the big city of Chicago. I can't begin to count how many meals of uteros and fries I've eaten, but definitely a season of my life that I'll never forget.